All right. I want to... It's really a joy to be able to hear the choir again, <laughs> even if it is a recording, you know. Uh, and I really appreciate Jerry and Rhonda for uh, making that happen for us for the past couple Sundays, and we're going to try to keep, keep doing that in the weeks to come. Uh, we also have some other uh, nice videos and uh, some songs that you'll be hearing along the way as well. Psalm 91 is a short reading that says, If you say, The Lord is my refuge, and you make the Most High your dwelling, no harm will overtake you, no disaster will come near you, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands, so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. Because they love me, says the Lord, I will rescue them. I will protect them, for they acknowledge my name. They will call on me, and I will answer them. I will be with them in trouble. I will deliver them and honor them. With long life, I will satisfy them and show them my salvation. Angel stories. Larry just read us the first of four angel stories that we're going to read during this Advent season. The story of the angel Gabriel coming to Zechariah, telling him that he was going to be a dad when he was an old man and his wife was an old lady. His disbelief in how the angel said, I'm the angel Gabriel, I'm bringing you a message from God, you need to pay attention and listen. I speak the truth. In the weeks ahead, we'll hear from that same angel again. And others, speaking to Mary, to Joseph, and to the shepherds. Angel stories. Angel stories are familiar stories. Angels are mentioned over 300 times in the scriptures. There's a lot of talk about angels in the Bible. Also, a lot of talk about angels in this world. There have been many bestseller books about angels. On TV, there was an NBC special that was called Angels, the Mysterious Messengers. Many, many shows. Michael Landon starred for five years as an angel in a series which many people enjoyed where he, he was sent to earth to help mortals and get them through difficulties called Highway to Heaven. Then there was another show that was called Touched by an Angel. Down through the years and continuing till today, there's a great deal of interest in the subject of angels and who they are. According to a Time Magazine poll, 69% of Americans, adults, believe that angels exist. 46% believe that they have their own guardian angel. Almost a third say that they have at one time or another in their life personally experienced or felt an angelic presence in their life. If there is such a thing as a universal idea, an idea that's very common among different cultures, one that cuts across different religions, it is, down through the centuries, has been and still is a belief in angels. Not only do Christians, Jews, and Muslims have angels, but Buddhists, Hindus, Zoroastrianism, that's a big one, 
do too. Winged figures appear in carvings from many, many, many years ago. They appear in Egyptian tombs. Images of angels are found throughout human history. What should we make of angels? When Billy Graham was asked this question years ago in an interview, he answered it like this. He said, I believe angels belong to a uniquely different dimension of creation that we can hardly comprehend. God has given angels higher knowledge, power, and mobility than we have. They are God's messengers, God's messengers, and ministering spirits whose chief business is to carry out God's orders in the world. God has given them an ambassadorial charge, designated and empowered them as holy deputies. Angels speak. They appear and reappear. Now, what does the Bible say about angels? First of all, the term angel comes from a Greek word, angelos. And no, that does not mean that the restaurant in Spring Valley is has anything to do with angels. Maybe it does, but I don't think so. But it, it means, literally, messenger. Angelos and the Hebrew equivalent, the word malak, M-A-L-A-K, also means messenger. And they are the two most common terms that are used in the scriptures to describe angels. Most of the time, in texts where angels appear, they are there to deliver a message or to do something on behalf of God. The focus of the scripture is always on the message. So the messenger isn't usually described in detail. That's why we don't know a lot of details about angels, I think, because the focus is and should be on what they're saying and not the angel themselves. So we don't get details of what they look like. What do they look like? In the Bible, the appearance of angels varies. Only cherubim and seraphim have wings that we know of. Often in the Old Testament, angels appear in stories as ordinary people. But they're different than people. They do things or appear in a way in the Old Testament that are clearly non-human. The brilliant white appearance of the New Testament angel is not mentioned in the Old Testament when describing angels. One of the biggest questions that people have when discussing angels is, what about guardian angels? Do we have them? Lots of people believe that we do. The passage I just read in Psalm 91 suggests that we do have guardian angels. It says, he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. On their hands, they will bear you up. Are you hearing these words? They're watching over you, protecting you, bearing you up. So that you will not dash your foot against a stone, so that you won't be harmed. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 18, Take care that you do not despise one of these little ones, for I tell you, their angels continually see the face of my Father in heaven when he was talking about children. Amy Grant sings a popular song, it was popular years ago anyway, called Angels. And the word, some of the words go like this, Angels watching over me, angels watching over me every move I make. 
Angels watching over me every step I take. Angels watching over me. God only knows the times my life was threatened just today. A reckless car ran out of gas before it ran my way. Near misses all around me. Accidents unknown. Though I never see with human eyes the hands that lead me home. But I know they're all around me all day and all through the night. When the enemy is closing in, I know sometimes they fight. To keep my feet from falling, I'll never turn away. If you're asking what's protecting me, then you're going to hear me say, God, his angels watching over me every move I make. Angels watching over me every step I take. Angels watching over me. What do you think? In the comic strip Family Circus, little Billy comes into the house. He's all tattered and torn. He looks like a trucker ran him over. And he says to his mom, do guardian angels take days off? He had a rough day. There are lots of angel stories out there. For example, in a book that Billy Graham wrote about angels called Angels, God's Secret Agent, he tells the story of a doctor Dr. S.W. Mitchell, who was a well-known Philadelphia neurologist. Dr. Mitchell had gone to bed after a really exhausting day and was asleep when suddenly, in the middle of the night, he woke up to someone knocking on his door. He opened the door, and there stood a little girl, very poorly dressed and clearly very, very upset. She told him that her mother was very sick and asked him if he could please come and help her. It was a bitterly cold, snowy night, and though he was bone-tired, Dr. Mitchell got up and followed the little girl to her home. As the book tells the story, the doctor found the mother to be terribly ill with pneumonia. After arranging for her medical care and taking care of her as best he could, he looked at the mom and he complimented the sick woman on the intelligence and the persistence of her little daughter. He said, what an amazing little girl you have. And the woman looked at him strangely and said, my daughter passed away a month ago. Her coat and her shoes are in the clothes closet right over there. Dr. Mitchell says that he was amazed. He was confused. He didn't understand how that could be. So he went over to the closet and he opened the door and sure enough, there hung the very same coat that was worn by the little girl that came to his door and who came to ask him to care for her mother. It was warm and dry, couldn't possibly have been out in that snowy, cold night. Could the doctor have been called in the hour of desperate need by an angel who appeared as this little girl? Was this the work of God's angels on behalf of this woman? I don't know. I can't explain it. The biggest danger of our fascination with angels, I think, is that it can take our focus off of God, the God who created the angels in the first place, the one who loves us and this whole world so much that he sent his own son 
for us. Twice, the angel in Revelation tells John, do not worship me. I am a fellow servant with you and with your comrades who hold the testimony of Jesus. Worship God. So angels are a sign, I believe, of God's love for us, of God's wanting to guide us, wanting to get messages to us. In the Bible, God uses angels to guide people to begin new ventures, to protect themselves, to wait, to trust. And there's no reason, I don't believe, to believe that God has stopped using angels and stopped guiding people that way. I think it still happens today. Scripture clearly stands on the side of those who believe, and I firmly believe, that angels move among us. So it's good to be fascinated with them, I think. Just remember, keep your focus on the one who created them. Let's keep our eyes open for angels. Angels of all kinds. Don't just look for wings and halos. Let's remember that the word we translated as angel is just as correctly translated messenger. One messenger, one type of angel might be your own conscience. Uh, 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 watch it. Be careful, you think to yourself. Listen for that inner voice that tells you, that keeps you from straying from the right path. A second place to look for an angel or a messenger might be in your dreams. Happened many times in the Bible. I could name all the people, and there are many, including Jacob and Gideon and Solomon and many, many more in the Old Testament and the New Testament, Joseph the wise man, Pontius Pilate's wife, just to name a few. Think about your dreams, if you remember them. Sometimes I do, usually I don't. And think about if there's perhaps a message in that dream. Third, look for angels in the form of loved ones who have died. Billy Graham's story of Dr. Mitchell has been told, a similar story, I should say, has been told too many times by too many different people for us to totally dismiss it as myth and not true. There are many, many stories that I read this week, and I was fascinated by all of them. And then finally, and this is one that I think we miss out on many, many times. Look for angels and the people around you every day. Hebrews 13, verse 2 says, Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers. Why? Well, one reason it says, For by so doing, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. Was that person a couple of years ago who walked in on a gathering that we were having downstairs in the fellowship hall and said that he was cold? And one of our people gave him a pair of gloves immediately, and I think most of you know who that person was. Was that person an angel? I don't know. Over and over again, we've heard the story of angels appearing in the form of everyday people. People who show up on a scene of an accident, assist, 
maybe even save a life, and then just seem to vanish. Nobody knows who they were. Could be people. Could it be an angel? Perhaps. We hear these stories again and again, too many times to dismiss it and to not believe that there's at least that possibility. And finally, remain open to the idea of a visit from an angel. Shakespeare said this in Hamlet, there are more things in heaven and earth, Horatio, than are dreamed of in your philosophy. There's a whole lot more out there than we could begin to comprehend. This Advent, we're going to look at angels' appearances to Mary, to Joseph, to the shepherds. We read this morning about Gabriel appearing to Zechariah. Angels. We do not begin to have all the answers. We do not begin to know all the details about them. But if you're interested in angels, be glad. It's a sign of a healthy hunger for answers, answers to some of the great mysteries in life. Look for the angels. Listen for God's messengers. Listen for those messages from the angels. Amen.